When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast. Marcus Thompson in the building for a quick post game podcast on a 123 105 Warriors win. They were down, they give up 41 first quarter points, they're down 23. And they end up winning by, uh, let me do the quick math here. They end up winning by 18. They led by as many as 19. It was a massive uh, turnaround of a game. 75-40 to 40 in the second half uh, was the final score. That's plus 35 in the second half. And, you know, what I'm going to write about uh, and what I think the win was kind of credited to was the defensive game planning uh, that, Bottled up Damian Lillard, boxing one, blitz him, get it out of his hands, make the other Blazers beat uh, you, and they didn't. Can you just imagine if you're Dame? <laughs> how many how many times have you been up twenty something to the Warriors and don't win? Like this game, I mean, you, it wasn't over; it was never over. But for to go from what they were doing to like waving the white flag or three minutes left is insane. Uh, but it does show you that that team just isn't good, which means the Warriors shouldn't have been down 23 in the first place, right? But, yeah, that, that was wild. That that was wild business. He was very frustrated after the game. You could tell that he wanted to do more, but he just couldn't. Like, he just, he just couldn't. And the war, there were some sentiments in the Warriors' locker room, like, I feel kind of bad for it. Not, not feel bad for him, but, like, I understand what he's saying. Like, you know. It's kind of rough for them, but yeah, they just don't, they just don't have enough. They, as I was told in the locker room, if Matisse Tybul hit ten threes, he would be open for number eleven. <laughs> That's just, they just banked on everybody else beating them, and they went three for eighteen from three in the second in the second half. That's with Matisse Tybul going five of six from three in the game, which is kind of crazy. Um, you know, in this, you break it away from like the Damian Lillard related scheme. It, this was more complex than we've seen the Warriors' defense go at really any point in the season. And they've played Lillard. They've played other stars. they played, you know, people that could have jumped with this type of game planning. But they just haven't done it much this season. They have different personnel, younger personnel than they did last year. And obviously the stakes in the you know, early part of the regular season aren't as big. But what is one of the things you remember from last season, I'm sure? It's, it's Mike Brown, defensive coordinator, hopping off the bench, two fists in we the air. We saw doing it again, right? Fists in the air. That was a last year thing, right? And that was uh, – I can remember – the Dallas series. Remember, they would go zone, boxing one. They were doing so much stuff to Luca, and and it was like kind of this schematic masterclass that that bottled Luca up in that series. And we just have not seen that much this year. And they talked about it post game. Steve talked about it, and Draymond like they need to do more of that moving forward. They plan to, um, and they need to put more on these younger players to not only get ready for the playoffs, but they need to get into the playoffs. But uh, 
you know, and it, again, it wasn't flawless, 41 first quarter points, but it sounded like they, they liked that they stuck to it. They found, you know, they, they kind of simplified it to just the blitz, just the box and one yeah. in, in the se- you know second half because that was what had been working. And um, it just, you know, look, this is this was the second ranked defense last season. It's I don't know what it ended the night as 19th, 18th, yeah. something like that. Um, but I think part of that was like maybe y'all should have been more complex with what you were doing parts of this season in hindsight right it feels like it because the other option is to be good at what they've been getting killed at point of attack defense not fouling right that's i mean the fouls trimmed down because you, you're trapping dane and you're giving people open shots those are not you're not fouling people when that's happening and the unique part about it is one of the reasons it worked because you got dante DiVincenzo, right he's gonna face guard dane and you can kind of trust his reads then you got Kaminga, who's come a long way helping with that. I know, I know, Warriors fans are gonna hate, hate this, but Anthony Lamb was a big was a big part of it. The play I'm gonna lead with it's it's uh, DiVincenzo hits the three and he's going back, and you could see him doing the box and one yeah. signal, which is like, oh, you know, this is like last season. They're like on the fly signaling to each other and then getting into the defense that, and the alertness of it. And on, on that play, it's on the backside. Lamb reads a pass jumps the passing lane you know basically one of those like linebacker yeah, type yeah, interceptions, interceptions like yeah. and then once again steve cruz praising him post yeah yeah he was <laughs> no he was really good at reading it because if you're gonna trap if you're gonna take essentially two defenders and put them on dame or you know or just take them out you max four in the zone but sometimes it's three on four like that back line is important and you know that's looney's good with that but they don't have many guys that you can trust to make those proper reads and they did portland got a lot of open shots they just didn't make them, and that's kind of what you bank on if you're the Warriors. The other person who was actually fairly decent, and this is why I think you're right that they probably should have done it, this gives Jordan Poole the best chance to be effective, right? Like, it's not – you saw when Jeremy Grant posted him, it was like one. Jordan's like falling, and he's trying to hold his ground, but he just can't do it. Like, he's like two, boom. He's like he's going to foul at that point. He can't be that guy on defense at this point. This type of stuff – Remember the game plan, scheme, running, like hedging, coming he's back? He's a smart player. Yeah, he, like that stuff he can do. And then reading the passing lanes, that's what he's good at, right? Like jumping the passing lane. To me, it feels like not doing this is like, hey, you know, you eat your vegetables and then you can learn to do the dessert. But it's like you need to be playoff ready yeah, defensively. Yeah, like, nah, man, you're not, they're not doing that. Like <laughs> They're not, they not locking dudes down like that. It's just it's not happening. So it felt like this was a way to activate – not very good defenders and put them in position to do something good. And it puts the onus on the team. They've been talking all year, point of attack, point of attack, point of attack, point of attack. Point of attack is like one-on-one. You know, the reason Moody ain't playing is because of this, right? But if you run this type of of scheme, maybe now you can play Moody because you're not asking him to stay in front of dudes until you get GP2 back. So to me, I, I, I did think the exact same thing you were thinking. You can do this against Luca. You can do this against Ja. You can do right. This is their best chance of being a good defense with the unit they have. Because I was talking to somebody about this, just trying to understand why they just are so bad. But a big part of it is you had GP two out front, pressuring like probably the best on ball defender in the league, right? Maybe top three. You got to throw Drew Holiday somebody in there. And then you got they, – they raved about Otto Porter in the back, just smart, veteran, making the reads, basically – Anthony, Anthony Lamb, Lamb. 1.0. <laughs> 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 
We were roasting the same thing, basically, yeah. Anthony Lamb. You got, you know, you got the smart guy, you got Draymond, you got Looney. They just had dudes who knew how to play. And then guys like Belly just knew how to do their role. And you could throw them on particular assignments. So they don't have that. that that's what they're missing is the smart, know how to do it players. But I don't know, man. Throw them, put them in calculus. <laughs> throw them out there. Like, see what it does. Because the other answer is to give up 15 threes a game, which is what they've been doing. Yeah. I want to do a quick uh, pivot to the back end of the roster um, because we've talked Lamb. And if my math is correct here, because of some DNP coaching decisions earlier in the year for Ty Jerome, I believe. So Lamb hits 47 tonight. And I actually think Ty Jerome was at 43, hit his 43rd game tonight. And it's a new rule that has been brought to my attention. I put it in my postgame story last time, but I know we haven't talked about it on the pod. There is a rule that um, if you have your 15th roster you spot open, spot no, if you have the 15th roster spot open, you can only have your two-way guys play 90 combined games. And that's 90 tonight. So if they're if they don't have a 15th man on the roster, by if you do have a 15th man, you get 100 combined yeah. games. So if they don't have a 15th man on the roster by um, the next game, Thursday, then technically Jerome and Lamb are ineligible. So I would expect some action, likely pretty soon. Um, and that could is include. There, is there somebody in in Santa Cruz who's balling? Lesser Quinones uh, is a name to know. G League Player of the Week. G League Player of the Week. Also, what you can do is if you ten day somebody, Quinones is is an example of somebody to potentially ten day, and and your fifteenth spot is filled with the ten day. Then you have those ten extra games for Jerome and for Lamb. Um, so something like that may happen soon, and that is not a fully decision of who they're converting, who they're not. That just kind of kicks the can down the road. That is just something that is going on on the back end of the roster. As this Warriors front office that likes to do this is doing some cap gymnastics right now. They're, they're shorting scenarios, and I know that is one of them that now seems like it needs to be sorted out in the next 48 hours. So. And, and here's what we know, which is a wild thing to say based on where we were when the season began. They cannot win without Ty Jerome and Anthony Lamb right now. <laughs> like, not more than that. I don't think Steve wants to play without them. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Do you know how many minutes Anthony Lamb got tonight? Uh, my guess would be 28. 28 minutes, 19 seconds. He was a plus 12. What can we get? 25 minutes. 25 minutes. So Lamb led them in the second strike game. Lamb's led him in bench minutes. Yeah, he can't. Steve, Steve has become so reliant on them that I just don't think he can. More minutes than Looney for Lamb tonight. What Ty Jerome finish at? 
Ty Jerome had sixteen fifty six, basically seventeen minutes. Third month, but I mean, you no, know, you're looking. Jermichael Green four minutes, Patrick Baldwin six minutes, Moses Moody two thirty nine, and that was just the garbage, the garbage time. Like basically a DMP. We, yeah, they may be two way players trying, you know, grappling for the fifteenth spot right now. Their rotation player like seven and eight. Seven and eight. Yeah, he can't play without them. So, and it's it's gotten to the point where. Presuming they don't grab somebody, uh, you know, in the buyout market or, you know, somebody who's already out. It's going to be a tough call. I don't think it's going to be easy who to, who to go with. It's probably going to be Lamb because, but I've been, I was asking the question, the response I got, it's a tough call. It's probably going to be Lamb, but Ty Jerome is a security blanket, <laughs> right? Like, Steve feels comfortable with him. That's going to be that's gonna be tough. You can't play without those dudes at this point. Like they're, they're rotation players. Like you just, you really can't. This is where you know, like look, Ryan Rollins is didn't give them much. I mean, he's completely, obviously, a project pick, um, and he's currently uh, on crutches. Uh, but he's guaranteed for two more seasons. And uh, you know, if look, if it's the playoffs, we, we know Ty Jerome could potentially be helpful. Steph Curry, yeah, you like the general idea that. Like if Steph Curry's back, Ty Jerome's out of the rotation. That is true, um, but let's say they're in Game Four of a first round series, and Steph Curry has a minor injury that forces him to miss a game or two. Ty Jerome could matter in that game or two, where Ryan Rollins obviously won't. And there's nothing they can do about that. To me, that like if 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 Andre Iguodala's playing, it makes it more plausible. Like you can you can stomach it more, even though he's not the offensive creator. Ty Jerome, man, we saw it tonight. Like, somebody got to get to the basket, and he can do it. Like, it's crazy to think, dude. Like, they can't play without these guys. Like, that's just that's just a wild thought. That yeah, I mean, we're, look, if Wiggins is back, if Peyton is back, if Curry is back, Anthony Lamb is the tenth man, maybe yeah, the ninth yeah. man. So, nice, and Jerome's not in the rotation, so fully healthy they can operate without them but right now no they can't they're not fully healthy they haven't had fully healthy long fully healthy stretches all year so yeah fully healthy these dudes ain't playing but right now when they get fully healthy only matters based on what they do right now right you know so they got to win these games like they get a clippers team coming here i don't know if the clippers won or lost i know they were they they, lost they lost so you got a clippers team so they're playing for fifth seed in the West to Thursday, <laughs> and Which, it's and it's Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome carried it. Like I mean, it's 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 just it's my it's just it's mind blowing where how many twists and turns the season has had. So this is where they are. So if if they do have to, and I, I added, I think it's forty seven or, or ninety seven. I mean eighty seven. Ty Jerome's at forty, but from. For, somebody told me earlier tonight that Jerome was active for three games that he didn't play he didn't in, play in. Oh, and that so counts. So that's counts. Oh, okay. so if you're just if you're available for your coach to put you in the game, that's a game on the two way clock. So that would put him at forty three, forty three, and forty seven. Now, I don't know. I again, I need to double check that because I just had somebody tell me that in the arena tonight. What's he doing? He's been u- usurped by. 
another cue, Quinones. Quinones, yeah. Uh, Who, by the way, was in the arena again tonight. Yeah, Second straight game I've seen Lester Quinones around. Which is wild because he was brought here. No, nah, he wasn't brought here, but he was like, oh, this is Wiseman's guy. Now Wiseman's going. He's probably going to get it. That was always game. overblown. They liked him. Now, they, you know, cut him off a two-way that he was on in camp, and he had a bad camp. He didn't have a good summer league, but uh, they still remain high on him, and they've been definitely nudging like, hey, you see what he's doing in the G League? And I've been kind of getting a sense that they've been wanting to, you know, that he was likely to fill the two-way spot, and I do think long-term he is likely to fill the two-way spot, but he also could uh, help them keep these guys eligible with these weird CBA rules by by slipping in a 10-day. I don't know. There's so many, like, CBA quirks that you just don't even know and then you learn over. To me, one of, one of the impressive things I want to talk about was when Clay was down bad. Mm-hmm. and One and, in ten with four turnovers at yeah, one point in the first half. I saw one. I tweeted one of 11. He was one of 11. And he ends up – so he makes seven of his next ten. And his ability to kind of, like, alter his game to flip a switch, like, he started going to the cup. They were posting him. Like, he could, he was able to find his game, which I thought was probably one of the most encouraging things of the night. Because we've seen that Clay shots off. He's like, I'm Tybal was bothering him. I'm still chucking. I'm going to show you guys four rings. And he's like, keeps shooting himself into a bad game. Like, I mean, he obviously got his shots, but he only took seven threes. He took seven threes tonight. Like, yeah coming off a game where he was feeling it like to me this was a good be cool clay be play smart manufacture your game get yourself going like we just didn't see these type of games from clay i thought that was impressive and i do think and look i know it's you know people love killing jordan Poole. that helps jordan Poole when he when clay's not out there taking crazy shots it's harder for jordan to do it and he stopped chucking and taking heat checks and driving and, and trying to create good offense. I, I thought that was yeah. I thought it was smart basketball. And I feel like you don't see very you don't see very much smart basketball. And I think Clay led the way even when he was struggling early. Yeah, I mean Clay was kinda you know, he was definitely locked into the mission. I remember at one point he had like he kinda had an up and down turnover when he couldn't find a pass and he was so, oh, he was so frustrated bad, right? at him. I thought he was complaining to the ref, but it was like no. No, he, he was wasn't. like really upset that he had a playmaking was that when opportunity. He like jumped up and down. Was, and uh, yeah, up and down. Yeah. He was looking for the pass, but he landed before he passed it out. He and he was so like yeah. he was like, Clay. <laughs> Yeah, he he was locked in. They the crazy part about this game it's so obvious. I'm gonna get my AAU coach on. Sixty six points in the paint. Like they're they're playing. They're Drew playing you, Drew Banks. And you then Banks. when when he's on Draymond, Eubanks is out by the three point line guarding Draymond. Mm-hmm. The lane's wide open and they're chucking threes. It's like when they decided to stop doing that, the game changed. Smart basketball, it matters, dude. Like it, it really does. They don't have the room for error. They got to play smart, and they did that. This was a smart game from them in a season that has not been full of those. Correct, right? And, then, you know, obviously the defense and offense go hand-in-hand, but I do feel like you get you, you get a, a beatable team like that and stuff start going right. The difficulty is that if the other team was actually pretty good and – they don't just completely fall apart. They don't go three for 18. Well, the good thing for them is the West stinks. Everyone just stinks. I mean, we'll see, like, Kevin Durant makes his son's debut tomorrow, and that may emerge into the team that you want to avoid. 
I know if the Warriors are in the five, if they get to the five, they'd be lined up with a four or five in Phoenix that you don't, you wouldn't think you want to see. Um, but overall, that'd like be quite a war though, it would be healthy Warriors. It'd be good for team. that'd be a good matchup for the league. Yeah, it'd be terrible for a first round though. <laughs> they'd be like, can you somehow move this? But yeah, because no, then they, if they just get it, I think that's good for the league. Whereas if you say, oh, let's wait for the second, third round, eh, I'm not sure. They'll, they'll be around. They'll yeah, absolutely. So what are they? They are currently, what are they now? Warriors or Suns? Warriors. They right. slipped into six when they won. The Clippers losing, you tell me what, if you are pulling it up. That may have got them a half game behind the Clippers. They may be tied with the Clippers. So technically, they are up on the Clippers because they have fewer losses. Okay, so they, they're, they're both two games above 500. Clippers 33 and 31, Warriors 32 and 30. So technically, they are... The five the seed. five C right now. Uh, yeah, but as you said, they're playing for the five seed on Thursday. Winner gets five. five seed. Winner gets five seed. They're a game behind Phoenix. Like <laughs> this is insane. They're, they've been so bad for so long in the season, right? It's what makes like the Kings just sitting up at three like all the more ridiculous. That like in this season of like everyone melting down in the West, like the Kings are like one game, one and a half games out of the two. Yeah, it's it's. This is wild. I mean, everything broke right for them tonight. Like, Clippers lost, Dallas lost. Dallas Utah lost at lost. home to the Pacers. Yeah. Utah lost to the Spurs. <laughs> uh, the Spurs, I believe, had lost 16 straight. Yeah, they lost to that. the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, OKC lost, Lakers lost. Like. So, I, so, I mean, you think about what's going on here, though. The Lakers just lost LeBron for a while, so their threat level just immediately gets screeches to a halt. Oklahoma City... Che Gilders Alexander missed a couple games with injuries, and then now he's in health and safety protocols. That's going to trigger Sam Presti and the Thunder to, to throttle back, I think, a little bit. Utah, you, a game like that, you lose to the Spurs. Danny Ainge has already made some trades at the deadline. They're probably teetering towards like, you know, throttle back. And you saw Portland tonight. Those are four games that are supposed, you know, in that mix that are, I think, ready to not necessarily be in that mix. So This might have been a season-saving second half. Like, not it didn't it didn't it didn't that's, kill them. That's bold. Might have been. It might, I mean, if they lose this game, it's not good. But yeah. again, part been of it all year they've lost the game. Yeah. They couldn't lose. Well, yeah, part yeah. of the reason that they're sitting literally in fifth as we speak, which is <laughs> insane, is because oh, you can be like oh, what a bad loss. But then you would have looked around the league tonight and been like oh, what a bad loss by the Mavericks. Oh, what a bad loss by the Jazz. Oh, the Clippers lost at home to the yeah, Wolves. Everywhere. I do think though, like the reason this game was important. You know, Clippers going to be tough. Pelicans, I don't know what the heck is up with the Pelicans. It feels no, like a Zion, tough matchup, right? but they're they're 5-15 and 15 in their last 20. Like, they they lose every game, it feels like. But they do have, you know, you know players who, like, give the worst problems, athletic wings. But, man, you know, they still have 8, 9, 10, ten row games left, right? So, currently 25-7 and seven at home and Seven and twenty-three on the road. They, they, so you, they, they need to build these up. They need to collect these wins, yeah. get as far above five hundred as they can, and then, you know, they got this road trip and then they come back and it's Milwaukee and Phoenix. So, they, they got they had this game was important to get. You gotta, you gotta these, win the games. You gotta yeah, win. and you know what? These next four are important because you know you mentioned the, the Clippers, Pelicans to close out the home set, but then you get a Lakers team without LeBron, and then you get a Thunder team that probably won't have Shea. So they have winnable games in these next four. Then, I mean, you mentioned it. At Memphis to close a road trip, Milwaukee, Phoenix, like, ooh, that, that could be 
an 0-3 stretch potentially. Well, you know, Steph's return is is you know knocking at the door a little bit, so that would obviously improve their chances. But those are still tough games, Steph or not. And then at Clippers, you know, at Hawks, Hawksville beatable at Memphis. Quinn Snyder led Hawks. Quinn Snyder led Hawks. I don't know. You know, still on the road, still like a long trip. Back to back game in Memphis. No, nobody's playing that game. Well, they don't have anybody to not play. Remember, remember back in the day when they would play that that back to back game. It would just rest everybody. <laughs> Give Ty Lamb and Ty and Lamb a day off in the back-to-back. <laughs> I mean, they might need to give them the game off to save days at this point. Uh, we need to rest you, Lamb. You've been you've been playing too much. Yeah, this was this was big. Like, I feel like they got to win nine games. They had to win nine games out of the twelve coming out of All Star break. They're three and zero. So they're not three and zero out of the break. They lost their home first game. Home oh, games. home, home games. games. Oh, okay. Nine of the 12 home games. They're three and home so far. So, Yeah. All right. Well, um, we will talk to you after one of these games in the back-to-back, Clippers, um, Pelicans. So should be interesting. Talk to you later.